this book really can meet you on like whatever level of pain or confusion you're at and just just remind you that like there is always change and growth and that you will flow through those harder moments into happier moments. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Heard all about Nicole in the introduction, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Nicole. Hi, thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Let's get into it. I'd love to jump into our guests to hear what they have to say. So tell us about who you are and what you do. So I am a writer, artist, and photographer, um, and I just came out with my first book that is really focused on meeting people on their journey towards healing and finding inspiration and joy again after dark moments. Um, And all my art and writing always kind of deals with emotional processes and just helping people kind of sit with their perspectives internally and work through relationships and feelings. Awesome. How did you get into that? Why, how were you inspired to write a book? Um, well, the book came about accidentally. I wasn't planning to write a book. Um, I always keep a journal on me to write throughout the year. And I had a really hard and confusing year that turned out to be one of the greatest years for me healing-wise and development-wise. And I looked through my completed notebook basically at the end of the year and was like, wow, like I made a whole collection that really sits with you in these dark feelings and helps you move past them. Okay. And then, so you're, you were writing for your own thoughts and then turn that into a book for other people to read. Yeah. I mean, I always really try with my writing Um, I should say I mostly write poetry or at least this book is poetry and I try with my writing to never ground too much of it in my personal experiences. Like I try to really capture feelings that are universal to everyone. And so even though I was writing for me, like I had no audience in mind, I was really just trying to grasp at what I was feeling during these moments rather than like, like, oh, dear diary, so-and-so hurt my feelings today kind of thing. So when I was reading it, it wasn't like I had to then suddenly like edit it a bunch to like be relatable to other people. It just kind of came naturally. Okay. And then, so you feel like a lot of people are going through dark moments now or is it? Well, I think that 
in general, you know, we don't give enough light to the fact that like, we're always in transition. And that comes with feelings coming up of, it doesn't all have to be like, oh, you had the most like horrible trauma or painful breakup and stuff. It's just that like part of being a human and coming into yourself is constantly growing and changing and being put in places where you can feel sad or lost or stressed. And so this book really can meet you on like whatever level of pain or confusion you're at and just just remind you that like there is always change and growth and that you will flow through those harder moments into happier moments and is that what's the most important message that, that you want to share is that what it was right there um i think just that i really that you're not alone in this experience i think we feel so isolated most of these times in these really dark periods because, you know, we don't really have the words to describe what we're feeling most of the time. And we also don't really make as much room for it in daily life to really like sit with this. And so I kind of hope that by seeing words that you're like, whoa, wait, I, that's exactly what I'm feeling, but I had no idea like that was the words to use kind of and seeing it on paper and then seeing other people also respond like you are that, you know, it'll make people feel more connected to each other in the hard moments. So, and is there a reason that you, you were dealing with that dark area in your life that you started right about? Yeah. Well, it started because I um, I was backpacking around Southeast Asia by myself, which was already a very big experience for me. And I ended up being sexually assaulted. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it wasn't just about that for me that year. I came home and I moved, picked up my life and moved to a new country where I had um, no one and I was starting over and it was just a lot of new experiences paired with having to process, you know, this really dark experience. And it just brought so many feelings to the surface, um, and allowed me to really reflect on just all the pain and thoughts that I had really had throughout my life and work through them. So f for sharing that with other people, you feel like they, they'll better be able to relate to those dark moments in their life. Yeah, I think that, you know, we all have our own experiences. But the thing that bonds us is that, you know, we kind of all experience a similar range of emotion. And we often feel too divided by, you know, the details to be like, oh, this person doesn't know sadness like I know sadness. And sometimes we just need to be like, no, we all know pain and sadness. It's, it's a universal thing that we all go through. So is that, is there light at the end of the tunnel in regards to happiness or, or is your message more about 
being okay with that sadness? I think it's both. I mean, it's definitely, even though my book really sits with harder emotions, I see it as a very hopeful one. And I think there's a lot of light in it. Um, It has sections kind of that. So there's like the shattering, which deals with what it sounds like. But then we go through the healing and then light shines through, which is all about rediscovering your joy and yourself. And then we end with the loving, which is about, you know, connecting to other people and through being able to love yourself, being able to really be outward and love others and receive that love in return. So I do think it's, it does a good job of showing you happiness and hope, but saying it's okay if there is like dips and flows. It's not like a super linear process of, oh, I was really sad and then I worked on it and now I'm happy, period. It's more like, okay, you know, feeling bad, but wait, we got some nice lightness. We can work through it. Oh, dipping down. And, but the arc is towards happiness for sure. So why did you decide to go to Southeast Asia? Um, I love traveling and backpacking. And honestly, I want to go to every country in the world. So it, it was really just a, a new adventure for me. Where? Tell us what areas are Southeast Asia. Um, I was in Thailand for like a month and a half. And then I went to Indonesia. Um, and that's where I was sexually assaulted. And so I, I like could have kept traveling for months and stuff. It was more, there was no real plan. It was just kind of see where things went. But then things took a bit of a turn. And so I was like, okay, time to go back home process a bit so so you're gonna travel again yeah i hope to i mean i haven't really with covid as much but but that experience isn't going to deter you from carrying on with your adventures no i mean it's definitely something like i have to work through like i've traveled a bit since and like it definitely like brought up fears and anxieties and stuff but you know bad things can happen anywhere. And I just think there's so much beauty and learning about cultures and having experiences with people like you never usually would have, um, that it's worth the, the risk, I guess. So we actually went to Sri Lanka for just over a month and that was a pretty cool experience. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. So we definitely want to travel again. But um, they had these, they had these, um, well, they call them terrorist attacks in the country, like bombings. And um, they blew up some churches and a, and a school. What is it? A school? Maybe I blocked that out. But um, it was crazy because you don't, because here in North America, we don't deal with stuff like that. It hasn't happened there for 20 some years, but um, a lot of places that kind of stuff happens all the time. But we don't realize that that stuff happens in some places all the time. So that was a, a different experience for us to, um, to be able to travel and, and see what it's, see what that's like. But that wasn't the centerpiece of the trip. We got to meet amazing people and 
have some amazing food and enjoy some of their culture. So that was a, that was our, that was one of my far away adventures. <laughs> yeah. When I was traveling through Europe for like the first time by myself, um, it was when like all the like terrorist attacks were happening at like subways and like tour big, like tourist, you know, where like the truck drove into a crowd, like all that was happening. And I was like, wow, it's a, interesting time for me to be here but (laughs) did you go did you try to go home right away no I just I I guess I was just like you know what there's a lot of countries in Europe and thing I don't know I guess in LA car crashes are so common but I, I was just like the likelihood that I'll end up and one of these situations is low and I'll just keep my eyes out. Yeah. We didn't leave either, but everyone else left. It was crazy. Like, I mean, all like, t- the tourists, like everybody left. And it was, um, they had the airports were jam packed and we were kind of like, didn't really feel safe being in the airport waiting for mm-hmm. all the flights to go, especially they're, they're targeting the, the tourist attractions. Well, well, one was a church but at any rate. Um, so we stayed and then we ended up going to one of the town. It was like a beach town and it was, it was crazy. It was the craziest thing. It was so eerie. It was like, cause it's usually jam packed with tourists and there's no one there. We're the only person in our hotel. Well, there was four of us traveling together. We're the only ones in our hotel. <laughs> but, got a special experience. <laughs> it was for sure. But I felt so bad for the people. Cause I thought we were actually, we went there with friends that, were from there and we were staying in a kind of a remote village so we weren't really staying in hotels that could possibly have danger because we felt very safe but um i felt like these people they don't have the opportunity to get up and leave so we kind of thought like we shouldn't either we should just stay here and let things calm calm down and and i think feel like we had a better experience because of that instead of being shocked and scared and kind of flee and then you don't really get to see the aftermath of that kind of stuff. So what did you do for, you said you're a writer and a photographer as well, but before the book, or is there something else that you said you did? Uh, yeah, I'm an artist. So okay. I do like abstract paintings and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I like to, I like to do the same thing in all mediums. I really like to deal with, emotions and um relationships and introspective processes through them um and I kind of just like to use whatever medium really gets that across and so normally um I switch between painting and photography and poetry but sometimes I dip into other things as well so what kind of photography Um, I do film photography that's like mostly, it's like nature-y, but how I think the best way to get the tone of it is it's very kind of like dreamy and like indie movie aesthetic, if that makes sense. Like it's a lot about like colors and um, kind of like the mood of like the landscape, like not just like, oh, that's a pretty 
mountain. It's like very focused on like the lighting and the emotions that it evokes through the lens. So when you're taking pictures, just give us an example. What are you taking pictures of before you do all the lighting and edits and such? Um, I really, I mean, I gravitate towards the ocean a lot um, and just kind of sunsets and twilights. I think like that changing period is very evocative in photos. Um, but I take pictures of everything that kind of suits me in the moment. Like I just try to keep a camera on me when I'm experiencing things. What kind of camera do you have? Um, I have a Nikon F2 for my film. Um, and then I have like a Canon Rebel 6Ti or something with like a few nice lenses. Okay. I just had this interesting conversation with a photographer and we were talking about how well the phones do. And I was like, I wonder if DSLR cameras, you know, I wonder at some point if they'll be kind of phased out because the the phone cameras are so amazing. Cause I have a, I have a DSLR too and I really like photography, but that's on, that, that was just on my mind. <laughs> Honestly, I find it upsetting sometimes, but like yeah. just how good <laughs> phone cameras are sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Work so hard sometimes. <laughs> I know money. Well, I thought I thought that. So we we had this conversation, but I, in her as a photographer, she was. I didn't want her to feel like I was telling her that her profession was is ending. I don't. I think that you have to be skilled to be able to take pictures and also to do the the editing and all that behind the scenes stuff. So I don't think photography is going anywhere. Just wondering about the DSLRs in particular. But um, any like you could give anyone a great camera and they can't take a, a beautiful picture. You have to be skilled in that. So I don't think that's going anywhere. Yeah, I think that's also why like film is like resurging a lot because like it allows photographers to have like more of a challenge and stuff like where it's not just like, oh, you can just like sh point and shoot and like right. automatically get like a pretty nice photo. So, okay. So, and then when you do, you, t you say you did some poetry as well, right? Yeah. Well, my book is poetry. Um, I tend to write mostly in um, free form poetry just because um, I really like having the freedom to not care about grammar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it doesn't, it doesn't read like, I think a lot of people that aren't familiar with poetry, kind of their image of it being very wordy and kind of like confusing sometimes. Like it's more, um, it's more just, I see like a book about like sitting with your emotions, but it's like written through a more free form lens of poetry so that you can really get to the heart of it rather than like being distracted sometimes by like proper form or like rules of the craft, I guess. I always wondered about that because I took poetry in university and I thought they were like, they're like trying to get us to study like the perfect way how to write a poem or I don't remember the words they had syllocues or 
And I'm like, if it's poetry and someone's expressing their feelings, why does it have to be so structured? I can never understand that. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, like, I can listen. I respect the people that, like, can take a form and, like, make you not even realize that it's written that way because it's so good. But most of the time, I'm just like, say what you want to say, you know? <laughs> right. So when you move forward with your with this book, is this your first book or have you had a number of other ones before this one? Oh, this is my first one. And what are you hoping to achieve with this book? Um, I mean, I guess I just really want to get it out to people that will connect with it and really take something away. Um, I mean, yeah, I just I just think that like I've seen from people's responses that it really does connect with people and can be a really nice tool for them during times of change. Um, and so I just want to get it out to as many people that would appreciate it and see something in it. Did you have a favorite part of the book? Um, I guess the healing is probably my favorite section. Um, I don't have like a favorite poem, those change, I think. But I like the healing because I think it is the most expansive. You know, there's really like, there's dark elements, there's light elements, there's, you know, it dips into childhood stuff, but then like also really sits with the present moment. When, would you have a certain, a specific age group that would be most interested? Honestly, I mean, yes, I can give it a target demographic if I must, but I've had 13-year-olds connect with it, 30-year-olds, and 60-year-olds so far. Like, So I think, I don't know, I think some people like find it easy to like write it off as a very like young adult book because obviously young adults are normally the ones experiencing the most change and like flux in their life. But I I really have had a lot of people, you know, in stable careers and full families be like, wow, like this really like opened my eyes to like what I want to do next in life. And that like, there's still more for me to kind of explore and bring to the world. Well, how are you getting that? How are you getting the book out to people now? Um, It's available basically everywhere online that books are sold um and then local bookstores can order it and stuff but yeah it's through amazon barnes and nobles and then okay so and so that's how people how long sorry i meant to ask how long has it been out for um what's the date today it will be out have it will have been out for a month um two days from now in only four months One month, sorry, a month. Oh, one month? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's awesome. How long did it take you to put together? Um, I mean, if we count when I started writing in my journal, probably like three years, but it was like two years of like actively working on it. Right. And do people seem to get through it quickly? Yes and no. I mean, it's, it's a short read for sure in the sense that like, it's 150 pages of poetry, you know? <laughs> um, they definitely are poems that you kind of like tend to like sit with for a little bit and be like, 
wow, like what feelings did these bring up? So it just depends the person and how they like to read, I think. So is each section, like, is it each, like each poem, its own individual related to that section? It's not like it doesn't read like a story. Is that correct? Nope. It does read like a story, actually. Okay. It, um, yeah, it really, none of the, well, not none, almost none of the poems are titled because it's really, they all kind of flow into each other. And you see kind of the journey of holistic healing where, you know, there's ebbs and flows. The sections just kind of give you a bit of a guide of like, okay, like this is going to be like the heavier part maybe. And like, this is going to be more of like the processing part. Um, I also really wanted to add them because I think, you know, after you've read the whole book, like, there is going to be a certain section that relates to your life right now more than others maybe. And so that way, you know, if you want to come back to that book, you can be like, Oh, you know what I need right now? Like I'm experiencing like the start of a relationship and that giddy feeling. I need the loving. Like I don't want to start at like the shattering. (laughs) That's a little dark. Just want to skip that dark area. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like maybe like ease into it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then sometimes people are, they go through that difficult time and they want to, they want someone to relate to and they want to be, to be in that space. So, and they can just go straight to that area. Yeah. I think it's nice having that option kind of rather than like being like forced to kind of like go through something that you, you weren't made aware like, Oh, we're about to dip into some like stronger emotions. It's like, oh, I don't, I try not to push anyone like off the ledge too much into anything. So what's next for you? Um, I've really been focused on my book for the last year. So I think really just getting back into my photography and painting while I'm, you know, promoting the book and seeing how it connects with people. Maybe another book, a couple of years. You could do paintings that go along with the book. Poetry. I, actually, I a couple of years ago did um, like photo series with poems that I would publish on my website. Um, that was a really fun experience. I, I definitely would love to. I love mixing medias and stuff. Um, I only stopped because like it was like a bi-weekly thing and it started to be like a lot of pressure to like write something and do a photo shoot that matches it. Okay. All right, Nicole, it's about time to wrap things up. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to cover? Um, well, just my website and where to find me, I guess. Sure. Um, my website's Nicole Ashira. My last name spelled A-S-H-E-R-A-H. Um, and also I'm on basically every social media. If you type in my name, you will find me. I definitely favorite TikTok and Instagram right now. Um, yeah. What are you doing on TikTok? Are you dancing for to your photos? Oh, oh no. no, no. (laughs) I think I did like one dance video ever. Um, no, I like. I try to give like some more like concrete advice for like mental health and relationships and healing and stuff. 
Um, and then I kind of like give more like artistic, like little videos and stuff. Nice. We're I'm on we're on TikTok as well, but I struggle to get into the dancing scene. <laughs> we're, we we do lots of videos, but it seems like the dances are what people are on there for. So I'm like, I'm not sure if this is our space, but <laughs> we're there regardless. Yeah. All right, Nicole, thanks for joining me today on Exploring Mind and Body. We wish you all the best with your book, your brand new book, only a month old, and um, everything else in the future. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadio, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.